2: Oh, let's take a wander through how the other half live as we round out the third hour of the Colleen or kickoff rather the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show here on my talk one Oh seven one before we head to a weekend. Uh, Holly Roberts, you've got some uh, quarantines of the life quarantines of the rich and famous you wanted to share with us. And uh, honestly, I just want to go with you. So tell me where we're going today and. Hopefully, it's going to be relaxing.
0: Bradley, we're going to a wonderful place called Los Angeles, California. We're going to be hanging out with billionaire space cowboy Jeffrey Bezos. Oh,
2: good. So you're going to tell us how Jeffrey Bezos is making it through a pandemic in his no-doubt disgustingly opulent residence.
0: Yeah. Well, this is just concerning one one... of many, I'm sure. Exactly. This is what's happening in one of Jeff Bezos' houses in Los Angeles. Bradley, Jeff Bezos is living my dream, and I am immensely jealous of him right now. Okay.
2: I honestly, I know it's not cool, or it's not, you're not supposed to want to hang out with Jeff Bezos. But I kind of feel like if he invited us for the weekend, I would go. So please tell me where we're going.
0: We would totally go, Bradley, because he got something new in one of his houses that this is my rich person fantasy. Okay, so. He's living it.
2: Holly, Jeff Bezos is living your rich person fantasy. What is it?
0: It's a soft serve machine inside his house.
2: (laughs) That's it? What? (laughs) That's it. You are easy to please.
0: He has a soft serve. You can have a
2: soft serve machine house in your house, too.
0: Where am I going to put it? Where am I going to put it? I don't know. But it has been revealed that Jeff Bezos has a new soft serve ice cream machine in one of his homes.
2: Okay. Like, does he, is it like just a one flavor situation? Does he have multiple flavors? Can he do a swirl?
0: He can do a swirl, Bradley. He has not one, not two, but three different options for ice cream. You can get chocolate, vanilla, and a twist.
2: Okay, I am here for this.
0: Yeah, so yeah. apparently, now this is a story. This is kind of a spawn ish situation. I'm fine with that. Where it's the company that will come and install the personal soft-serve machine into your house. It's something okay. called CVT Soft Serve Ice Cream.
2: CVT. And,
0: and they have this thing, Bradley, called the CVTini.
2: What's a CVTini? Is that like a cocktail
0: it's the little ice cream machine that you can
2: put oh, in your house oh, it's a it's a miniature version
0: that you can have installed in your house oh it
2: kind of looks like the thing you know at the fast food or the dairy queen it totally just yeah. pull the handle and brrr, out yeah. comes the soft serve it
0: looks like the thing that you would get at the dessert Why section did somebody tell
2: like how is this really <laughs> is SpawnCon? how did you find this story first of all how um, did this all
0: the new york post
2: okay so the new york post is telling us a story about the company that installed a soft serve machine in jeff bezos house yeah and it's that fine. is peak uh spawn con.
0: yeah and i'm fine with it because now i know that the cbtini exists and i want one in my house is
2: cbt like an ice cream brand or something or is that the, the they're the machine like maker
0: it's the ice cream company, so okay. it's a guy who has a soft-serve truck in Los Angeles, uh, and now he's making these CVT machines, and he's going to install it in one of Jeff Bezos' house.
2: And it kind of looks like a ice, or ice cream truck, like yeah. the machine does. It kind of looks like the front of an ice cream truck with the nozzles on it.
0: Yeah, it's super cute, and I want one in my house, Bradley. It also looks like Jeff Bezos has an industrial walk-in freezer a la Kim Kardashian in his house. Oh,
2: that's my dream. Okay, I so- want an industrial walk-in fridge. I want an industrial walk-in freezer. I was just at the co-op yesterday and chickens were whole chickens were 50% off. <gasps> so I was like thump 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 oh, putting like them all in my cart. <laughs> I li- I literally <laughs> was going to take they had 10. I was going to take all 10. <gasps> Unfortunately, I don't have that much freezer space because I unlike Jeff Bezos have a, you know, po-dunk. Italy freezer
0: i mean surely they would have had a chicken limit at the co-op
2: no Excuse there was no me, chicken sir? limit i walked away with five of them suckers those things are not cheap because they're all you know they're very well taken care of chickens but they taste real good oh, so yeah. i
0: love that you hoarded, whole, I hoarded chickens. Ch- whole chickens the woman
2: looked at me like oh somebody likes chicken oh. but anyway but um, the jealous. moral of the story is i am jealous too because i if i could have my druthers I would have a soft serve machine because think about like, you know, chocolate, vanilla twist, whatever you could do different flavors. You could do like all kind of different flavors.
0: You could do whatever the heck you yes. wanted because it's your soft serve machine in your walk-in refrigerator.
2: Um, where would you put it in your house?
0: Well, I put it in my walk-in refrigerator. Okay. But in the house that I actually live in, yeah, in reality, yeah. I would have to, gosh,
2: I don't even have (laughs) have room. I don't even have room. I would put it in like if I, okay, this is not practical at all, but we're just living in fantasy world, right? Right. Fantasy world, it would be on my patio, right? Right. Uh, Because you'd want ice cream outside. Like, oh, I'm going to hang out on my patio, serve up some soft serve, you know, sit by the pool.
0: Yeah. Oh, you have a pool now?
2: I mean, if we're pretending, sure, I've got a pool (laughs) and I don't know how that would work. It probably you can't probably have one of those like sitting outside, but
0: I feel like it needs to be refrigerated. But anyway, so Jeff Bezos is literally living my rich person dream. I mean, congratulations. I guess he is one of the richest people on the planet.
2: I do also love that it was the ice cream, because when you brought the story and you were like, Jeff Bezos is living my rich dream. I was so excited because I thought we were going to a private island. I thought we were going to be in some kind of fancy spa. No, it's an ice cream machine, which they, you can make your own ice cream,
0: and you can even customize. the You can the literally go pack. to
2: Dairy Queen and get your own right now.
0: My soft serve machine.
2: Yeah. Well, no, just the soft serve. Oh, okay. Serve, <laughs> Excuse
0: me. I'm just strong. saying. You
2: know, it was it was not as over the top as I thought. You know, like he's not farming nutritional yeast. Which is one of your favorite recipe ingredients?
0: I could sprinkle that on top of the soft <sighs> serve.
2: Please don't. <laughs> okay, so what else about Jeff Bezos's ice cream experience is bringing you joy?
0: Well, that's it. Oh, okay. that it that it merely exists. That Jeff Bezos has made that choice in his life to put a soft serve machine in his house. Now, I do want to wrap up this story by saying I love it because the guy who installed the soft serve machine is like, nah. This is totally true. It's not a rumor. I put this in Jeff Bezos' house. It checks out. Okay,
2: (laughs) FYI. It's SpotCon. This guy called up the New York Post and was like, hey, I just installed an ice cream machine in Jeff Bezos' house. you want the scoop? (laughs) Pun intended. And they said, sure. And so he provided them with Tons of promotional material. How much do you think one of these costs?
0: It's a price upon request situation, Bradley. So I don't know how much this costs. But I do have another person who could totally put a soft surf machine in their house. And if they don't do it, then shame on them. Okay, who? It's The weekend.
2: Oh, what's The weekend doing?
0: He just bought a $70 million house in Los Angeles.
2: $70 million house?
0: A $70 million house with pools.
2: Uh, Not just one. How many pools?
0: Two, indoor and outdoor. Oh,
2: he's got an indoor-outdoor situation. I would love an indoor pool.
0: Yeah, it it, it it's a fabulous house. And I'm, I'm just bringing this up because this is Quarantine Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yep. It's a 33,000-square-foot mansion, nine bedrooms, a sport court, a spa with a sauna, oh my God. an indoor pool, okay, an outdoor talking. pool, a waterfall, a movie theater, a gym, and a music studio. And if he does not get a CV teeny in his house, then he is doing it wrong, and the money is all wasted
2: on him. By the way, 1500 bucks. Uh, they go as much as 4000 but I think we could get a decent one for about 1500 Is it We used? can install it in here. No, it's on com. whatever that is. I don't know. But Do you
0: think we can submit it as a business expense? I
2: think we probably could. Okay, great. I but think we should try.
0: Then we're going to dream I bet Lori and
2: Julia could make it happen.
0: Mm-hmm. There'd be no complaints about having a soft-serve machine in the talk studio.
2: <laughs> when we come back, we're going to have some soft-serve in the break, but when we come back, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes joins us to talk about what's in theaters and beyond. Actually, right there on your own couch when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. You got a whole weekend to watch some stuff and we got a person for a whole segment who's going to tell you what stuff to watch. His name is Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to com, and he joins us now. Hey Paul. Hey Paul.
1: Hello. Hi, it's great to be here.
2: Thanks for being with us today and let's get right to the fun cuz you've got a few things for us in theaters and uh streaming, am I right? Uh, yes.
1: Let's start with streaming. Let's head to Disney Plus. It's a new Marvel series because we haven't we haven't seen enough Marvel series yet. So I know how much you guys Clearly. love Marvel. Clearly, but yeah, it's called What If, and this is a new animated series that they're doing. It's nine episodes. We've got two so far, and the premise behind this is each episode kind of takes a look at some of the big. Events, Some of the big characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far and said, what happened if this actually happened? And what happened if like Peggy Carter became the first Avenger instead of Captain America? What happened if, you know, what what would happen if T'Challa became Star-Lord instead of Black Panther? So it's all of this kind of mashup, this kind of alternate take on the movies, the characters that we've come to love so far.
2: Well, this is kind of genius because it allows them to take existing things and put a new twist on them, so thereby not having to create entirely new stuff.
1: Right. And then, you know, so far in the series and what's going to be happening in the movies coming up is they're really um, leaning into this idea of a multiverse, this idea of like alternate realities. And then this show is really playing into that as well. It's animated, so you're getting some of our favorite Marvel actors like Chadwick Boseman, uh, Haley Atlas, Sebastian Stan, Josh Rowland, Samuel L. Jackson, all providing voices of the characters that they've played in the movies to then be in this series. Some actors are not returning, but it, you will know, got a lot of big Marvel heavy hitters that we know are going to be in this series, and it's animated, too, so it's going to be a different look than you're gonna, you're used to.
0: Can you come into the show What If with a pretty simple understanding in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Or is it only going to work if you have a a deep following of where these characters have been in the MCU?
1: That's a great question. I feel like you kind of have to have a basic understanding. They do do a little bit of like Um, explanation at the beginning of each episode and each episode is individual. So the first one is all about Peggy Carter, Steve Rogers. The second one all about T'Challa. You know, so you're not going to have this kind of continual thread throughout that I know of. Maybe they'll connect at the end, but it helps if you kind of know like the, who these were in the movies and then kind of how they're playing on them in this series and the animation is really kind of a traditional kind of old school hand-drawn animation style it really looks like comic book pages transported on the screen it's not kind of it's not the new 3d cgi type of animation that we've kind of come to use to with pixar and whatnot so it's kind of classic and it's kind of a look and approach
2: paul does it work
1: like did you I find so. that you were fascinated actually- I was. I gave it three out of five ticket subs, and I think, you know, if, if you've got kids out there that maybe Loki or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier were maybe a little too mature for them, this then plays into more of a younger demographic, mm. that they'll and there's more humor in it. I think they'll like it.
2: All right. In theaters, you've got The Protégé. What is The Protégé? I am yeah. not familiar with this film.
1: So this is a new big action film it serves maggie q as a hired assassin and when her mentor played by samuel L. jackson moody is gone to down she goes on this kind of revenge uh, mission to go against her adversaries one of them being michael keaton's character they go back to vietnam what kind of her story kind of picks off when she was a kid interesting so, i didn't know anything i mean about- yeah so but yeah, the plot itself, I was like, okay, like we've kind of seen this movie before, like I didn't necessarily care about the details. And I think I think the filmmakers, I think the cast kind of know that. So then when what they're really doing then is playing up just these three individual characters, giving them really cool personalities, and then the action sequences, all of the fight choreography is, is really well done. Like there was some definite audible gasps in the theater as I was watching the movie Maggie Q fantastic action heroine people may know who she is she has like kind of cat-like reflexes she's slick the fight scenes are kind of brutal at the same time you're like ooh, I know you can get yourself out of any situation so like when you think all the cards are against her how is she going to get out of this one and and she does which so it's kind of cool to figure out like ooh, how's this all going to play out in the end
0: so if you like action genre movies then the protege is going to speak to you
1: Yes, right. Yes, it'll be up your alley. I really think that this could be a, like, kind of a John Wick style yeah. franchise for Maggie Q and this character. I think they definitely set that up. And then Michael Keaton, fantastic as the bad guy that she goes up against. They've got some really great chemistry, some good sparring, like their fight scenes together are fantastic. And I love that. not we're not necessarily seeing a resurgence of the Michael Keaton right now, but he's got lots of projects coming up. He's going to be back as Batman in the Flash. He's got a Netflix movie coming out in a couple of weeks. So he is just showing all these different sides to him. I just love Michael Keaton. How many ticket stubs? Three out of five for that one as well.
2: Okay, so, you know, I mean, hey, if you're out and you want to go see something in the theater, go see The Protégé. Now, I see for our last option today, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes about what's in theaters and what's streaming this weekend. There is a movie in theaters with a Minnesota connection.
1: Yes, it's called Flag Day. This is starring Sean Penn, who also directed, and his daughter, Dylan Penn and they star as father and daughter, John Vogel and Jennifer Vogel, and it really is their relationship and how he was kind of in and out of her life. He got messed up in get rich quick schemes, he was printing fake money, he spent time in jail, and the relationship that she tried to have with him and back and forth and really this codependency. So you have real life father-daughter, Sean Penn and Dylan Penn, starring as father and daughter in this movie.
2: I mean, you've got a good cast lineup, it seems like.
1: Great you know. cast. So did it's, they pull it off? No, I thought that this oh. movie was so slow, so unfortunate, because I think that there is a story here. Like, I think that Jennifer Vogel, and people may know her. I mean, she is a journalist. She lives in Minnesota still. The movie takes place in Minnesota, so you may know her story or what who her dad was. But, I feel like we didn't get enough about like did Minnesota have an effect on the choice that he made in his life, and there's a I think the movie tries to rely too heavily on the drugs or the alcohol, their fights, so it's like you are making this more dramatic than there's like there's nuance in this story there's there's a relationship here that could be explored more but there's a lot of montages that get repetitive. It just seems... For a movie that was under two hours, I felt I was in that theater for a very long time.
0: Ooh, well, how many ticket
1: stubs for Flag Day? Two two out of five ticket Ooh. stubs. I don't think that Dylan Penn is a strong enough of an actor yet to play what this character needed. You know, I like that... She's playing off her dad. But when you're watching what Sean Penn is doing in the film, and he's a great actor, he's great in the movie, but him as a director in this just didn't cut it. And she, I think maybe a stronger actress could have made the film work better than she could.
2: Oh, that's a bummer. I was looking at the cast, and it looks like you've also got Miles Teller and Josh Brolin.
1: Yeah, Josh Brolin is great. Uh, I mean, he's in it for literally five minutes. Regina King is probably in it for six minutes. She bookends the movie, and I kind of wondered, like, why do they use Regina King for such a short small character and I thought well maybe she filmed more scenes and then they cut it mm. I mean I love watching her in anything but and then, her, then Sean Penn's son Hopper Penn plays the son in the movie too so it's really a family affair.
2: well that's a bummer but you did give us some other great options Paul thank you so much are you uh, gonna Thanks be on Twin Cities me.
1: Live anytime soon yeah Twin Cities Yep, this afternoon, same things we're going to talk about. Uh, and since he's live today, and the next week I'll be back with my review of Candyman and an interview for Candyman next week.
2: Fabulous. You can check out Paul and all his picks at Paul's movies.com We'll be right back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. And welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk One. Uh Holly, I've got a really good feeling.
0: Oh, Wonderful.
2: Maybe we should give something away.
0: Yes. Oh, the prize tingles are back because we've got another prize to give away. Another pair of tickets to see Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium. It's at Mystic Lake on October 28th at 8 p.m. Those tickets are on sale now. But if you want to win a pair of tickets, 651-641-1071. Those tickets to see Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium will go to caller number two, two.
2: Fabulous. Caller number two, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. Grab them tickets. Now, let's get right to the crazy, stupid
1: idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. <laughs> Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why?
2: Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in this data.
1: Florida.
2: And sometimes other places. Like where?
0: Like Tennessee. 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 We're going to, uh, we're going to the Nolichucky River.
2: The Nolichucky River in Tennessee, yes. Florida. No, it's just Tennessee. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you would think that this happened in Florida, but it actually happened in Tennessee. Uh, this happened on Wednesday morning, where authorities received a call at around 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Okay. There was a 911 called in, and uh, there was something concerning floating down the Nolichuc- Nolichucky River. It was a man floating down the river Bradley. Okay. So naturally you would call 911 because if you saw somebody floating down a river it would be very concerning. Those that currents, be, man. Yeah, I would be like, "Help." Yeah, and the, but apparently there was no help. The something floating down the river though mm. was a man mm. clinging onto a log.
2: Uh-oh.
0: Who was naked?
2: A naked log?
0: A naked man on a log. Oh, the man was naked on
2: the log. A naked
0: man on a log, which was very concerning. That is concerning. So authorities caught up with the naked man floating down the river on a log. (laughs) This guy, his name is Troy. Apparently Troy
2: Troy on a log. (sighs) Troy
0: on a log. What a great afternoon snack. So Troy (laughs) was allegedly uncooperative with the first responders. So he kept floating down the river naked on the log. (laughs) And every time he passed underneath a bridge, first responders tried to get Whoa. at him. He refused flotation Hell. devices. He slapped the ropes away that were thrown from the bridges. Oh, so he was bridges. actively
2: trying to not be saved.
0: Yes. He was like, I'm naked. Whoa. On a log. Get out of here with your ropes. I'm slapping them away.
2: That's weird. What and- was that all about? Was he on some sort of like tough mutter? Uh, experience where he was trying to, like, I'm going to go for a Guinness World Record of floating naked on a log down the longest stretch of river.
0: Well, funny you say that, Bradley, because, well, eventually Troy accepted a life vest, but then he threw it in the river. It was like, ha, you think you're going to save me? Bleep off. Oh, my
2: God. Well, I think at that point you're just like, okay. Now... Don't hurt yourself.
0: Troy passed through something called Bird's Bridge without accepting help, But eventually, authorities caught up with him, and he was asked why he was naked on a log on the river. Not
2: looking for help.
0: He responded that the river currents must have torn his shorts off.
2: Okay, well, but why were you on a log in a river in the first place?
0: Well, Troy showed signs of intoxication.
2: Oh! (laughs) Okay. So Troy was operating... uh log yeah under the influence
0: yeah under operating a log under the influence now eventually when authorities caught up with troy again and they asked him why he refused (laughs) assistance
2: why are you doing that i don't know (laughs) oh gotta run down to the next bridge
0: yeah and the authorities asked well troy honey why did you keep slapping the ropes away? Why did you ditch the life vest? We're trying to save your life. Well, Troy said that first responders yelled at him and it hurt his feelings. So he refused oh the God. ropes and the flotation devices. I just,
2: I, if you could have changed your tone, I would have been much more accepting of your rope.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, oh, something went right. Eventually, they caught up with Troy. And records show that Troy was also taken to the county detention center because it showed that he had outstanding arrest warrants.
2: Oh, God. Well, that's why he didn't want to get caught, because he knew, like, man, if I get caught now, I'm going to jail.
0: Yeah. Which is where he
2: was. Maybe he hoped that he would, I don't know, wash up on some faraway place away from law enforcement.
0: Oops, the river ripped off my shorts.
2: I mean, I've had that (laughs) happen. Let's be clear. Have you ever, like, jumped into a pool and your shorts went one way and you went the other way?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Bikini bottoms off in the Atlantic Whee! Ocean. Woo!
2: Oh, that's fun. How do you get out?
0: Well, you, they don't come all the way off. But oh, you know okay. when, when a big wave slaps yeah. you and you're just wearing my, a swimsuit and it's like, oh. My
2: favorite is when you're in a hot tub and it, your shorts fill up with air and then it just looks like you have awkward bubbles in your, you know.
0: Is that an awkward bubble in your shorts? Are uh, you just happy to see
2: <laughs> I me? know, right? And then you want to let the bubble out, but then the problem is, that looks like you've
0: but a hot tub looks like everybody farted, Bradley.
2: That's true. People are farting. Just FYI, and you'll never know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Great story. Okay, so that was where Nola Chucky something.
0: <laughs> that was in Tennessee. I'm Tennessee thinking, at the yeah. Nola
2: Chucky River in Tennessee. Well, now I would like to take us to Portland, Oregon, or it could be Maine. I guess. No, it's Oregon. Um, okay, so I think this story is fascinatingly bizarre. <sighs> I wish I could just read the headline to you, but it would give it all away. So I'm going to take you on a journey. Again, it's a crazy stupidity. It's so buckle in over drinks with an alleged comp accomplice on Saturday night. An off-duty Portland firefighter decided to teach somebody a lesson. That doesn't sound like it's going to end well. Am I right? No. Okay. So an off-duty Portland. Oh, did I say police officer? Yes, you did. I meant firefighter. Okay. So an off-duty firefighter decided to teach somebody a lesson. And the person that they were trying to teach a lesson to had stolen something from them.
0: Oh, so a little semi-vigilante justice. You stole this from me. Yeah,
2: I'll teach you a lesson, uh, kid punk. Do you know what the, or what the cause of this lesson teaching was?
0: Was it that the person stole something?
2: Yeah, yeah. But what What do you think they stole from the firefighter? Off-duty firefighter.
0: From the off-duty firefighter. Yeah. Did they steal a lighter?
2: No. And they wanted <laughs> to
0: teach them a lesson about fire safety. Take it seriously, punk.
2: Yeah, no. Uh, it was not a lighter. It was nothing fire... Well, actually... Actually... You do have to have fire where this is involved. The thing that they stole needs fire. Oh. To be at its best.
0: A pack of cigarettes. Close. A pack of cigars.
2: Funny cigarettes. Joints weed. Yeah. Marijuana. Mm -hmm. So it turns out this is where the story gets weird. Now remember, we haven't even gotten to the crazy stupid idiot part but what I'm telling you is that an off-duty firefighter decides to teach someone who stole marijuana from him a lesson. But it wasn't just like his bag of weed. Mm -hmm. It was like weed from wait for it, his marijuana dispensary. Oh. So an off-duty firefighter owns a marijuana dispensary. And somebody had stolen from him. So Douglas Borland and Hong Lee drove to downtown Portland to look for the man who stole their weed. They found him outside the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse.
0: Oh, some fancy dinner.
2: Fancy steak.
0: He had fancy munchies.
2: That's where Mr. Lee pistol whipped the guy and forced him into the back of a black Range Rover that the other guy was driving yikes okay this is getting like real this is like an episode of something
0: well i'm like right? is this, this is not going to end well
2: but wait there's more so remember we're not even to the crazy stupid idiot status i mean all of this has happened
0: we're so we're at vigilante pistol whipping and shoving somebody yes, in the back
2: of the car at gunpoint okay. but we haven't even gotten to the crazy stupid idiot part basic well okay technically we're at the door so it's not going to get much crazier um they take the abductee to the marijuana farm. In Estacada, Oregon, and that's when they do something else to him. Mm-hmm. I want to guess what they do?
0: Uh serve him a lesson. Is this like you know the thing where it's like? The kid gets caught having a cigarette and it's like, I'll teach you a lesson. I'm going to
2: make you smoke 50 cigarettes. I'm going
0: to make you smoke 50 cigarettes. Are they like, I'm going to make you eat this whole bag of gummies and we're going (laughs) to ditch you in the middle of the forest. No, that
2: would have that would have made for a great episode of whatever show, whatever cop show we're watching or some sort of CBS uh, police drama. Yeah. No. In fact, what they did was hid the guy in a lock uh, storage locker. A storage container, rather.
0: Why would you hide him in your storage container at your dispensary?
2: Um, right. Friends of the man <laughs> saw him forced into the Range Rover when he was being pistol whipped. They called his dad to tell him what happened.
0: Dad!
2: Meanwhile, meanwhile, episode, the commercial, and then we come back from break. An Uber driver calls police at about 1039 that night and reports seeing a man forced at gunpoint into a black Range Rover as well. So, again, now multiple witnesses are reporting this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the man unsuccessfully tried to brace himself against the doorframe to avoid being pushed inside the SUV because that man knew what, once you're in the vehicle, you're never getting out, right? Like, isn't that what they always say? Like, don't ever get in the vehicle because once you're in the vehicle, you're dead.
0: Yeah. Never. Well, I always just heard like, you know, never go with a hippie to a second location.
2: A hippie. Yeah. Okay. Well, or anyone that you don't know. Stranger danger. Anyway. So he gets pushed in they take him to the locker. Luckily, they called the police. Um, Friends of the man told police that apparently they'd burglarized the hemp house a week earlier and stolen marijuana from the business, and that's what led to all of this. So basically, the uh, off-duty firefighter has now kidnapped a person who stole from his weed dispensary. I feel like only this could happen in Oregon.
0: Yeah, it's a very Portland story. It's a very Oregonian story. We're
2: going to teach... Oregon Hemp House. It's called Oregon Hemp House.
0: I mean, let's be literal with the marketing. You know what you're getting there.
2: Yeah. But this all occurred, apparently, according to uh, the story, while drinking. Yeah.
0: So these two
2: guys had a few drinks on Saturday night, and they were like, we're going to teach this guy a lesson. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, uh, even after he was put into the storage container overnight at the pot farm in Estacada, The plan was to remove him the next morning and force him to lead them to the marijuana he'd stolen. Um, He did fire his gun gun to scare the crap out of the guy. Luckily, the police caught up to him and he now faces three counts of first degree kidnapping, you know, and is probably (laughs) not going to be a veteran firefighter any longer.
0: Probably not going to be operating the hemp farm or a hemp
2: house. Yeah, Yeah. the hemp house. Yeah,
0: excuse me. (laughs) Got to get that correct.
2: Um. Okay, we need to go to break. Yeah, so we do. I hope that was enough crazy, stupid, idiot status. I mean, that, you? that
0: was an epic, crazy, stupid idiot that, was, that you just I, told I us. Bradley, that was a watch, journey.
2: That's that's a that's a Law and Order episode, or
0: at honestly. least an after-school special. Yeah. Don't.
2: Well, but what's the lesson? Like, there are all <laughs> sorts of lessons. The lesson is don't steal from the Hemp House. Yep. But if you do. Then don't kidnap the guy who stole. Like, there are better ways to deal with theft in the world.
0: The lesson is don't feel drums. tempted to teach somebody else a lesson when you're drunk.
2: Yeah. No, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Less booze. Good,
0: win a daytime Emmy for that.
2: When we come back here on The Colleen and Bradley Show, it's time for the throwback. Why? Well, you made it to the end of another Colleen and Bradley show, another week of Colleen and Bradley shows here on My Talk 107.1. Pim, pim, earhorn! I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Thanks to Brian for running the board today. And we have a very special guest for the last segment of our program. You recognize that voice. I'm everywhere
1: now. I used to be
2: nowhere. I know. You used to be like, "Uh, I'm an introvert. I don't like to have a personality. (laughs) Now I'm too much. Now he's like, like, turn him down. Every damn show. Rocco! Welcome back Rocco, you wanna play the throwback? Let's do it!
1: What? It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength! Actually, it's time for the Throwback Live. Two forty-five. Hit it, sweet collect. I must put it. Win just one for the Kimber. Colleen versus Bradley. Oh, nerd versus party girl. In a pop culture audio battle.
2: Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one: no
1: touching of the hair or face. And now your host, Don't run this by the- Holly, Holly Roberts. Roberts.
0: Hey he- Hi, happy Friday. Welcome to the Throwback Live at 245. Here are the rules of the game. We're going to play five vintage pop culture audio clips, and the first to identify three correctly wins the Throwback Live. And Bradley and very special guest player Rocco buzz in by yelling out their names.
2: Bradley, those are the rules.
0: show. Obvious. Now, nobody won yesterday. You gave it the old uh, college try. It was a
2: kind of a stinker of a week.
0: Well, you know what? Let's end it on a fragrant floral note, okay. shall we? Yeah, now, we're that. going to the world of vintage television.
2: Ooh! And
0: back in the day... Before we had the internet, before we had CDs, before we even probably had cassette tapes, Mm. lots of TV shows would issue special novelty soundtracks Mm. and other things to, you know. Wait,
2: TV shows would special soundtracks?
0: Yeah, with special soundtracks. Like, you would get songs and records that would have songs that were about the show. Oh, okay? okay. You know, and performed by characters on the show. Yeah. So, I'm going to give you a song, and you have to tell me the name of the show.
2: Got it. That is
0: associated with the song.
2: Will characters from said shoe (laughs) be singing on said song?
0: Sometimes, yes. Okay. Yes. So, here's our first song. Actually, this song is sung by a character from the show. Okay. So, Rocco and Bradley, please tell me the name of the show that this song was featured about. I was born to be airborne. Bradley Trainer? Bradley.
2: That is Rocky and Bullwinkle. Ah,
0: good one. born to be airborne and to roll right up to Mars on a clear November morn. Sounds like oh it's God. the story of Bradley. <laughs> <Airborne>.
2: <laughs> this, <laughs> to go to Mars. This. This kind of thing, you can just see the actors who are playing these roles. They're like, hey, uh, after work today, I'm going to need you to come into the studio and we're going to record an album. And then they're like, this is my life. I'm doing Rocky, the flying squirrel. I was born
0: to be airborne. All right. So here's another uh, novelty record. So this is rooted in a television show. Bradley Rocco, tell me the name of the television show that this record is associated with.
1: Yeah. Rocco. Rocco. That is the... Adams Family? Ah! <laughs> oh. Hi, Lurch! Oh. <laughs> hey, Lurch! We just heard
0: the news around town.
2: They're like, you know, Lurch is kind of a... And we're countercultural here. figure. Let's give him.
0: <laughs> these kids are into the records. The kids will r-
2: love the Lurch. <laughs> you,
0: know, you know that that was an executive oh, meeting yeah. that was happening in 1964. So these kids like the records. How do we synergize all of this together? Let's
1: make a dance called The Lurch. Yeah. I would have
2: felt like Cousin It would have been the more countercultural, you know, with the long hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, but go? Cousin It didn't really talk. Yeah, but it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, game time. <laughs> One-to-one throwback live at 245. We've got songs associated with TV shows. Now The Lurch was a single. Now we've got this associated with t- a TV show. Alright. A whole special album. Rocco and Bradley, tell me the TV show that's associated with this record.
1: Flakes are falling, old homes are calling, tall pines are home in. Bradley.
2: I don't know, but I wanna say that's uh Gomer Pyle. Uh,
1: uh, good guess. Uh can can you keep yeah. playing or no? Can't you hear them bells ringing, ring, joy, joy? Hear them singing when it's snowing I'll be going back to
2: my country home.
0: Is it the Green Acres? No, uh, it was the Waltons. Oh, wow. Christmas times are coming.
1: God, I've like tried to sh- you know have the Waltons Christmas episode ready at my Christmas party every year, and nobody, nobody wants ever, to watch ever watch wants to watch. It, wants to watch
2: the Can Waltons. I say honestly what's funny about that is uh, I have a complete cultural awareness of the Waltons. I couldn't. I don't think I've ever seen a full episode. I don't
1: know that I have either.
0: I don't even know what it's about.
2: It's just this family. They and cabin. They, go,
0: they go to bed. Boy goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, they go
2: to sleep. And they're very kind to each yeah. other at oh. night.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, turn it down! Yeah. All right, here's our fourth song. Still Anybody's Game here, Throwback Live at 2.45. So this is another novelty song that's associated with a television show. Name the television show Bradley and Rocco that had this song. <laughs>
1: You're a for Bradley what? Trainer. Bradley,
2: that's Beverly Hillbillies. Damn, Come was, on, Vittles and Granny. I was gonna
1: say granny. it like the, first throw of the I know when I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a peek in my pot. <laughs> okay. What
2: do you see, Granny? Yeah, what do we
1: got? Oh, we got owl soup, jowl soup, and a little fowl soup. Fried bits, dried bits, skinny and white. I like it. I fowl know. soup, jowl soup, something. You not know? not bowel soup. I know there was
0: a third rhyme soup. there. Oh, <laughs>
2: all right. Well, uh, you know you got to use everything.
0: <laughs> that's right. Grant, granny was a you know a homesteading influencer before that became a thing.
2: That, that's true. She mm-hmm. was all about you know just making it yourself. That's right. She uh, didn't go. She didn't go Hollywood. Granny really
0: didn't. <laughs> no, she did. She didn't sell out. She didn't sell out. Here's our last song. I'm like right. Jethro. Yeah.
2: Remember when he went through, like, didn't he go through, like, an Elvis phase? I think so. Where he wanted to be, like, a pop star or something. That did I make right. that, yeah.
0: that was a, a sitcom storyline, I feel like, happened from 1964
2: <laughs> to 1970. Or did he have, like, at at or something? They all do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Probably fell in some quicksand. I did watch Beverly Hillbillies. I loved... Do you know who uh, I identified most with in... Then tell me who you identified most with in the show. Hopefully, oh, we don't have time. Never mind. I identified with yeah, the Yeah, I got to try secretary. to break up this game. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, Rocco for the block, Brad for the win. Tell me the name of the TV show that had this song as a novelty soundtrack.
2: Oh, Bradley Train. Bradley. That's Electric Company. Uh, oh, no! Or for All Rocco. Right, oh, wait, goes. no, no, no.
1: That's. Oh, God! Down the highway, oh, God.
2: It's going to be Brady a beautiful Bunch? Day. Yay, I tied it up. Oh, my God, Rocco. Colleen would be this so This is just going to play us out. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon, a wonderful weekend. We'll be back on Monday as a family again. Rocco, thanks for being with us this afternoon. Up next, Lori and Julia, have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.